The cost of bearing witness, let's talk about vicarious trauma. I was recently sitting in one of my regular sessions with my head doctor. Let's call him Dr. Head. We were discussing a topic that we routinely circle back to, empathy. I have spent the better part of two decades listening to stories of personal trauma from responders to the 9-11 terrorist attacks, often becoming a confidant and secret keeper along the way. I was invited into their homes and met their families, quickly crossing the line from researcher and research participant to friends. When they started to get sick and die from 9-11 related illnesses, I was devastated. The first suicide within my cohort of responders hit hard. We are now up to five. It doesn't get any easier. Bearing witness. Late last year, I was chatting with a good friend, who was also a 9-11 first responder. He was struggling. Previously diagnosed with a respiratory illness, most likely due to the many months he spent climbing over the still smoldering pile of rubble at ground zero, he had recently been diagnosed with an aggressive form of 9-11 related cancer. Seeing his name appear on my phone screen, I picked up with a smile. Our chats were always funny, and knowing that I had a very weak bladder, he constantly tried to make me pee myself from laughter. But this time I could tell something had shifted. He was exhausted and in a dark place. We spoke about him reaching out to his support services, something Dr. Head had recommended that I do, and we hung up. He died by suicide that night. It hit hard. Really hard. So, I reached out to one of my own valued supports and just cried into the phone. Just talk to me about anything, I asked. So, he did. And slowly, I calmed down and was able to discuss the world of hurt I was in. Dark and twisty. There must be something dark and twisty about me that constantly draws me to this type of trauma, I said to Dr. Head in a session not long afterwards. I asked him how I could build up some form of battle armor to protect me from the emotional erosion. And he was characteristically blunt, yet brilliant, in his reply. You can't avoid the emotion, but we can work on mitigating the erosion, he told me. It's the cost of bearing witness. Your ability to empathically engage is what makes you who you are. It's what makes you great at your job. But, that which lets in the light, also lets in the dark. The dark. Over time. By listening to the stories of the 9-11 first responders, I became vicariously traumatized. The dark had silently crept in. A term coined back in the mid-1990s among psychologists who had been impacted by the stories of sexual abuse survivors. Vicarious trauma, VT, is now widely recognized to impact those on the periphery of primary trauma, the mental health and health professionals, those in the emergency services journalists and media professionals, and people like me researchers who share stories and lessons learned from people who have experienced trauma. With VT, the body often responds physiologically in much the same way as if we had experienced the primary trauma firsthand. We might feel numb, have trouble sleeping, 
Feel sad or depressed. Some people feel angry and hypervigilant. I wasn't in New York during the 9-11 attacks, but I flinch whenever a loud plane flies low overhead. And our understanding of VT is still evolving. Evidence now suggests that people with VT can also experience post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. So how do we recognize and manage vicarious trauma? I was surrounded by the darkness before I even realized something was wrong. I was feeling overwhelming sadness and grief. I had trouble sleeping and would often have nightmares where it was me that was buried in the rubble at ground zero. Once I recognized that I had been vicariously traumatized and sought help, it still took quite some time before I began openly talking about it. There was a sense of guilt and shame, I wasn't there during the 9-11 terrorist attacks. How dare I say I was impacted by it? But now, with the more I learn about VT, I realize that I am certainly not alone. And now I actively share my story in case it helps anyone else recognize and seek help for their own VT. So, what I have I learned? I now put protective measures in place to stop the darkness from creeping in too far. I can usually see it coming now, the blackness rolling in like dark clouds just before a storm. This includes having clear objectives and defined roles for research projects and also being careful to keep professional boundaries. I have learned firsthand that self-care is not an indulgence, it is a necessity. And I have slowly figured out what works best for me. But sometimes, protecting ourselves is easier said than done. Especially when you are all dark and twisty like me. I can see Dr. Head rolling his eyes at this last statement. This article was first published in Associate Professor Aaron Cotter-Smith's regular column, Let's Talk Mental Health, in the Australian Emergency Services Magazine, Volume 23, 2021. Subscribe to the Australian Emergency Services Magazine.